Welcome to the Kiki's Big Adventures Family Travel Podcast, here to help inspire and plan your family's next big adventure. Kiki's Big Adventures all started with the award-winning picture book series about Kiki, the globe-trotting calico kitty exploring the world's diverse people, places, and cultures. I'm Shannon, the author and creator of Kiki's Big Adventures. Moms and families love the books and have been asking for help planning their own adventures. So here we are. Adventure awaits. In this episode, yoga and lifestyle coach Marjorie Nass joins us to share great tips to stay healthy while traveling. Welcome to the podcast, Marjorie. Hi, Shannon. I'm so happy to be here. I am so excited to have Marjorie joining us today because she is an amazing yoga and lifestyle coach uh, that I have had the pleasure of working with in the past and traveling with her as well to a annual yoga retreat that she hosts in Costa Rica. Uh, but Marjorie, why don't you tell the podcast listeners a little about yourself? Well, thanks again for having me, Shannon. I am so excited to talk about ways to stay healthy while traveling. Sometimes you'll find that you're not feeling so great on the road, and oftentimes we get sick when we come home. And there are specific reasons why this happens. My experience started with uh, a yoga practice and becoming a yoga teacher, but there's a whole wellness science of yoga that when I started incorporating myself into my teaching with my clients and my students, that their health really got to a whole new level and they became sick less. So I'm really happy to share some ideas that moms and dads and the kids can incorporate so they stay healthy on the road and when they get home. Yeah, you all are really going to love this. I have to say, Marjorie has made such a major impact on my life. I was one of those people. I would travel and I would get sick Um, and, you know, knock on wood, um, over, gosh, like I think it's the last three years that I've been working with Marjorie on and off. It it has not happened. There are so many things happening when we're traveling that also often start before we travel. Like we're trying to get a lot done. We're, um, you know, finishing our work day and then rushing and and there's the packing and getting everything together. So we're already, our systems are a little, already a little bit stressed before we actually even get going. So there's this disruption of the regularity of our routines. So when we're traveling, we tend to sleep at different times. We're um, eating different foods. We're often moving a lot less because we're sitting. We have to sit when we're traveling, whether it's on a plane or in a car or train or a bus. And we're also exposed to a tremendous amount of people in the airports and the gas stations. And then when we get where we're traveling, to be visiting or in hotels, we're exposed to a tremendous more amount of germs and viruses that we're not exposed to when we're in our daily life in the same way. Yes. So what do we do? (laughs) Because it's so (laughs) So true. I mean, I think about like when I'm on the plane, just, uh, I was just flying back from New York and like people coughing, especially in the winter time, I think it's even worse. It's true. And one of the reasons why we get sick more in the winter is because we're indoors more because in a lot of climates, it's colder. 
so we're not getting out as much. We're just exposed to more germs because we're inside more. We're also not getting the same amount of exercise sometimes, and we're not outside as much. So this kind of uh, has to do with sleep and time zone changes that I want to talk about. If you are shifting time zones, there are a couple of really simple things that you can do, which is to think about the new time zone that you're going to. So for example, we're going to Costa Rica. For me, it's going to be uh, two hours later. So that means that the day or two before I leave, I start thinking about that. So I start going to sleep a little bit earlier because if it's eight o'clock where I am, it's 10 o'clock in Costa Rica. So I already start shifting that. I start going to sleep earlier and I start getting up earlier. Now I know that's, that can be difficult a little bit, but you can just think in your mind of that time change. So that you're eating a little bit differently, you're sleeping a little bit differently. For that example, you know, I was just talking to a mom and several of the moms I've had on have gone to Europe from the States and they've talked about the kids having challenges with the the changes. So do you think that this is something that could help? I mean, I know getting kids to go to sleep earlier than they already do is probably a challenge in itself, but it is. But if you can start thinking about it a few days before and say, you know, where we're going, it's really going to be midnight now. So we want to start going to sleep a little bit earlier. It's going to be easier when we arrive. But a really great thing when you're shifting time zones is to immediately get outside. So if you're arriving in the morning, uh, early in the morning, if you're going to Europe, for example, from the States, immediately get outside and take a walk. Because your circadian rhythm, your your body is going to start to adjust to what time it is simply by the light. Even if it's cloudy, um, there's still more light outside than there is inside, even if there are windows. So just getting moving is the other thing. Just getting a walk after sitting for so long, being outside. Especially if you're going, you know, where you're on a red eye overnight And, you know, your first inclination is like, get me to a bed where I can lay down. (laughs) But, you know, it's more, you know, just get yourself going and acclimated to the time zone and just soldier through. And then maybe it's an early night, but don't try to go to sleep right when you get there. Get outside. I like that a lot. Exactly. You know, that first day, everybody's going to be a little bit out of it. So just going with that and accepting that that's how you're going to feel and that all of these tips are going to help you. Now, a bonus, if you can, is to watch the sunset because then your body really starts to acclimate. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah. And if you're up early watching the sunrise. So if you're still like on, uh, you know, on, uh, U.S. time, you might be up early enough that you can go somewhere and see the sunrise. And that's really going to help you to reset your internal clock. That's really cool. I mean, who would think sun rising and setting and being part of that could actually help you adjust your jet lag? Yeah, exactly. So that said, sometimes we're not changing time zones and it's going to be much easier to set a sleep schedule. And when we're traveling, sometimes there's like staying up late, sleeping late. And all of that kind of disrupts our regular schedule. It dysregulates our digestion when we're sleeping. And it's just going to be harder to get back to this idea of um, regular life, right? When we get back to regular life. And it's like when we sleep late on the weekend, and then it's really hard to go to sleep Sunday night because we're not tired. And then we're really tired Monday morning. 
So just thinking about that your sleep routines are essential to keep your immune system strong. So as best you can, staying on a regular schedule when you're traveling. And Marjorie, how how many hours do you do you think is a good number to sleep each night? So for an adult, at least seven and a half hours, between seven and a half and nine hours. For teenagers, it's about a half hour more, a half hour to an hour more. And for kids that are preteens, it's going to be closer to 10 hours. And for the little ones, 10 to 11 hours. I used to also feel like feel bad if I got that much sleep, but I feel better now knowing that's how much sleep I'm supposed to get. Um, I know it's often hard for parents, right, with the kids and trying to get it all done, but good stuff to be mindful of, especially when you're on the road and it's going to be stressing your immune system. Exactly, exactly. So some of the other things I know when people travel, right, like you get irregular or you may be more um, susceptible to things like heartburn. Why is that? And like, what can you do? So the dryness that happens, especially notable on the airplane. So on the airplane, the humidity uh, is something like 20%. Um, So super, super, super dry. So even if we're just drinking the same amount of water as we usually do, that's not going to be enough to hydrate. And when there's that sense of dryness, we get constipated. And lots of other things can happen when we're not hydrated enough. And I know... Yeah, I know it can be so difficult because you're like, I don't want to drink any more water because I don't want to have to go to the bathroom constantly. (laughs) Right. And when you're driving, you don't want to have to stop all the time. Thinking about it, that this is going to be a way to keep our immune system strong, including staying regular, is key. And I'll never forget this. When I went to India, it'll be almost 13 years. It was a yoga trip. One of the guides at the first day, she was like, the most important thing you can be doing is drinking your water. I don't want you to not drink water because you don't want us to have to stop the bus. And there were 20 of us. And so stopping the bus was like a big deal. But she was like, it's more important that you're drinking your water. And it's the same thing because when we dry up and we don't go to the bathroom, that's not good for our immune system. We want our body to be eliminating regularly because when we don't, we're just holding on to our the day before, the food from the day before. So you can think about that. That's really interesting <laughs> that, I mean, just hydration and water can help overcome some of these things. When you say stay hydrated, do you have yeah. any guidelines? I do. And I want to talk about the temperature in the the water for a moment. Here's the tip. One half your body weight in ounces. Okay. So if you weigh 150 pounds, that's going to be 75 ounces. That's going to be about two quarts. Uh, That would be 72 ounces. Now, when you're flying, you want to add another two, three, four cups in addition. And that is only water. So it doesn't count if it's tea, it doesn't count if it's coffee, it doesn't count if it's juice. And that might be a lot more water than you're used to drinking. But again, this is going to help everything move through you and you stay hydrated when you're traveling. And I think really critical for the kids too, right? Totally. Um, I think, you know, taking bottles with you, and this could be like a little bit of a game. I'm just thinking about this now that if the kids have a bottle of water, um, and their their bottles will be smaller, and you make it a little bit of a game today, you're going to make sure you fill this up three times and that you drink all of it. 
That's great. So in terms of the temperature of the water, we want to always have room temperature water that doesn't have ice in it. And Shannon said this is a life changer for her because when we are drinking very cold water or iced water, what it does is it interferes with digestion. So the body has to work much harder on digesting. So if you think about digestion as fire, and in yoga wellness science, we talk all about the elements. And so fire is hot, right? And when we put cold water on fire, what happens? It goes out more easily. So anything that's cold in the stomach and the digestive system um, is going to interfere. And that can cause everything from heartburn to disruption in bowel function and either diarrhea or constipation and things like that, which we definitely want to avoid while we're traveling. Yeah. And honestly, I must have had heartburn probably for the better part of a year, year and a half. And she told me, stop drinking iced water all day long. And I did. And the heartburn went away. It's like magic. It was so easy. You know, it literally changed my life. So try it if you have heartburn. It's It, it makes yeah. a big difference. It's amazing how simple something like that can be. And when we hydrate, we want to, um, another sip if you're feeling really dry is to sip hot water. And I know that can seem really unappealing. You can put a little bit of lemon in it, but the sipping of the water, of the hot water in particular, is very hydrating to the body um, rather than drinking a whole bunch all at once, which tends to go through us. So that's another little tip. When I go through the airport, I always have my thermos. And then like at, at the coffee shop or at Starbucks or whatever, I'm, I'll have them fill it up with half. Once I'm through security, I'll have them fill it up with half hot water. And then I fill it up, you know, with my water bottle, the rest of it. So it's hot, but not too hot. And then I have that on the plane. Great. Okay. What else can we do to keep ourselves healthy while traveling? One of the other things to combat dryness is not just water, but is oil. So we can use oil and not lotion, but we can use oil on our hands and our feet in particular. That's just kind of easy when we're traveling. And you want to actually put a little bit of sesame oil, which is the most warming kind, right at your nostril. So if you've ever gotten off a plane and you're like, oh my God, my nose is so dry. My nose is so dry. You can actually prevent that by having a little bit of oil in the nostrils. And you can do this for the little ones too. I should have just done that when I was traveling. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's something we hadn't gone over yet. (laughs) Totally. I didn't get that. I missed out on that tip, but now I can use it. Good, good. And so immune system strong is also just giving yourself some downtime. And that can be like taking 10 deep breaths. And my other favorite pose, which Shannon knows, is to do legs up the wall. And this is a yoga pose, which is an inversion. So your legs are above your heart. So especially when you've been sitting for a long time, this helps to reverse the flow of gravity. And it's just incredibly settling and incredibly relaxing. You can do it before bed, but you can do it at any time. So if you're sitting on the floor, You can also do legs up the bed if there's a headboard. It's a little easier, but you can totally do that. Just scoot your hips all the way to the edge of the the wall, and then you're going to swing your legs up and move your torso so it's straight, and then your legs are above the wall. And you might be a few inches away from the wall, and that's totally fine. 
Yeah, you're basically like an it. L shape. Exactly. The kids love it. Um, this is something that a lot of people know, but I thought I'd mention it already, just like the importance of washing hands, washing surfaces, getting on the plane. I, I do it. And actually, some people look at me, but other people have asked me for the wipes, like taking take the antibacterial wipes and wiping off the tray, wiping off the armrest, because there's just so much. And I don't recommend antibacterial soap at home. Um, we don't want to strip ourselves of all the good bacteria, but when we're traveling, that's great. And of course, you can do a little bit of the gel, washing, 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 because you're just going to be touching so many, so many surfaces. You have a great website that you send people to. Yeah, it's called Banyan Botanicals, um, and they source everything so highly. Um, and that's my go-to choice for sesame oil. They also have herbs there. And it's just a great website. Yeah, they've got a really great, I don't know what it is, the travel well stuff. Yeah, they have the I travel well, and they have immune strong. And those come either in tablets or in tinctures. So the tinctures can go in water and they're small, they're two ounces. So you can totally bring them on the plane. Yeah, I use that I travel well all the time. The flavor of it is not to my liking, but <laughs> I just put it on my tongue. I take the little dropper, uh -huh. squirt it in, drink some water and it's gone. Again, I think it's yeah. something that helps. For sure, for sure. You just, it ha just has the herbs that are helpful to support the immune system. Um, there really aren't any side effects to that. Um, but check on the website about using that for the kids. And one more thing though I wanted to add is um, the essential oils that you can add. And there are actually essential oils called Immune Strong. They're, one is called Thieves, one is called Purification, depending on which oil company you get them from. They're all great. And you can just put a drop on your hands and wash, you know, wipe your hands, uh, rub your hands together. And those are also gonna be great. And those you can give to the kiddos. Immune Strong and one is called Thieves. Okay, so what's next? Healthy food choices while traveling? Healthy food choices. So before you leave, take some food with you. So if you can prepare the first meal that you take with you, that's going to be one less meal that you're going to be eating in a restaurant or on the plane. It's just going to have you some home-cooked food. So whatever that is, it just can't be a liquid. I like to put things in a thermos so they stay hot, or you can put it in some kind of container and they might ask you as you go through security if it's on a plane um, to open it up and I am just ready to do that. So anything from a stew to some warm vegetables, whatever the kiddos like if you're traveling with them to have one more home cooked meal. And I do recommend it be warm because when we're traveling, we tend to get really cold. The plane is cold it's dry. So having something that's a little bit warming. Sometimes I'll just take a sweet potato and put a little bit of coconut butter or regular butter and put some vegetables in it. And it's just like very easy to take with you to sustain you for a little bit longer. And if you want to bring like healthy snacks, what do you suggest on that? So the healthy snacks could be anything from fruit and nuts. I like nut butter better than I like nuts because they're a little less dry. I like the little nut butter packets, and you can get them from Justin's or Artisana. There are a lot of new ones. There's also coconut butter that I'm a fan of that you can take in the little packets, 
and you can just eat it like you would some kind of a bar. For bars, I do like the RX bars, which you can get everywhere, including Trader Joe's. They have all the ingredients on the cover. That's like their, their format. So it's nuts and dried fruit and egg whites. So it's got a little bit of protein in it. Some of the other bars are just super high in sugar and they have sweeteners in them and just a lot, a lot of fruit. So that's going to be higher in sugar. And one of the things that can happen when we're traveling is we just sort of rely on more sugar. And a good thing to know is that sugar is one of the things that really affects our immune system. It really lowers our immune system. So whenever we can to skip the things that have the sugar, like having something that's a little bit sweet. I find that nut butter is sweet or a bar like that just has some sweetness in it, but it doesn't have any added sugar to it. I love doing the nut butter and a banana, taking that on the mm-hmm. plane. And I actually just, when I was in New York a few weeks ago, took RX bars with me so that I would have something in the morning versus something less healthy on the go. Yeah, exactly. Whenever you can be prepared and have something with you, you're going to be less likely to make choices that are unhealthy. And I did find a new bar that I really like that has pea protein in it, which is another great source of protein. They're called Boo Bars, B-H-U. And I found them out here in La Jolla, but they also have them online on another site I really like called Vitacross, kind of like Whole Foods at a discount for that you can order. My other tips are as soon as you get where you're going to stop at a grocery store. So whether you're staying at somebody's house or at a hotel to stock up on some more snacks so that you have them to have some fruit in the room, to have some nut butter and nuts in the room. And sometimes if you have got a refrigerator, having some yogurt in the room too. And one of my tips for requesting a refrigerator, if they don't normally have one, is to request one. And sometimes what they will say is, we're sorry, we only offer refrigerators if you need it for medication. And so what you can think to yourself is food is your medicine. Yes. So it is like your medication. It's true. It's totally true. You're trying to stay healthy. It's totally it's true. Exactly. Exactly. I just thought of a couple of um, other things that you could bring for a snack is hard boiled eggs. And those are easy to take with you. I think just having all of these in your toolbox and making them a priority to stay on schedule. I think that's the biggest one. Not eating too late is a big one. Like sometimes people on vacation like have a late dinner. And what we know is that when we're eating late and then we're going to sleep, that's going to disrupt our digestion and our sleep. So when you can, having an earlier dinner and having try having your main meal at lunch so that you're all having the bigger meal at lunch and then everyone's not totally starving for dinner. And, you know, a lot of people at home, they find that it's difficult because they're at work or at school, so it's harder to have the bigger lunch. So actually on vacation, it might be an easier time to try it and to notice how you feel. Love it. I would just say that I have found these things to work very, very well. So Marjorie, if uh, folks want to find you, follow you, get more tips, uh, how can they do that? So I'm everywhere, MarjorieNass.com and um, on all the social at Marjorie Nass as well. 
you want to join me and Shannon and a bunch of other people for an amazing um, rejuvenative uh, experience, I call it the Yoga and Wellness Rejuvenation Retreat uh, in a beautiful part of Costa Rica, that information is also on my website or they can be in touch with me at marjorienass at gmail.com. Yes, it is what I say is a life-changing retreat. It is Saturday to Saturday. You do not have to be a yoga guru um, at all. There's all levels of people that go. But if you love anything that you've heard here, like anything that you've heard here, and you feel like you want to kick off the year in a new a new way, this trip, I guess this will be my fourth? Yeah. Fourth, fourth year. It's just made a huge, huge difference. And even if you can't go, I would suggest following Marjorie on social. She's got such great stuff. She does one-on-one coaching. You can do it online. She's just really, really helped my wellness and make me a lot healthier person. And I'm so very thankful. And I'm so thankful that she could join us today. It's been a pleasure, Shannon. And I hope everyone enjoys their travels coming up and that these are helpful for you and for your family. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Marjorie, for all the tips to help us stay healthy while we're off on our next adventures. There's an overview of the episode in the show notes. Head over to the podcast section of the Kiki's Big Adventures website for more specific details, places, and lots more travel planning tips. Thank you for joining us on the Kiki's Big Adventures Family Travel Podcast. Look forward to traveling together on the next episode. Adventure awaits!